This podcast episode is brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network, where you get your healthcare insights from the most inspiring healthcare podcasters. Welcome to the Marketing Mondays podcast, where we explore how we can make your offerings stand out in the health and wellness space. Through conversations with thought leaders and innovators in health and wellness marketing, we'll discuss marketing best practices, case studies, and innovative ideas to help scale your business and grow revenues with impact. I'm excited to be your host. My name is Andrea Borcha. I'm a fractional CMO and owner of the Dia Creative Marketing Agency. everyone and welcome to another episode of Marketing Mondays. My name is Andrea Borcha, owner of Dia Creative Marketing Agency, and I am really excited to have Thomas Johnson today. He is an executive wellness coach and host of the How May I Serve You podcast. So I love having another podcaster on here. This is great. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Thanks yeah. for having me. I appreciate yeah. you. I'm super excited. So tell me, like what exactly is an executive wellness coach and, and how did you even find this as a career path for yourself? So I actually used to be a celebrity trainer and a nutritionist and just being in this space for all those years, it, it took me a combination of various experiences that I accumulated that brought me towards this direction. So when I was a personal trainer and worked with the various clientele, I saw that there were two flaws within the wellness industry. Number one was the lack of accountability. And number two was the lack of getting to the root cause. And I had a situation with a, a client of mine, like back in the day, she was the VP of a multi-dollar company. And I was monitoring her nutrition intake. And I noticed she was having most of her meals at bars and restaurants in Manhattan. And about eight meetings per week. In addition, she was also having one to three drinks with each meeting. An additional glass of wine at dinner time. So when I realized this, I was like, whoa, something is something is up, something's going on. And I decided to have a conversation with her during our next session. So when she came through, I sat her down and I was like, look, if you continue going down this trajectory, this is, this is, what, this is what I, I just absor- observed. If you continue going down this trajectory, this is what's going to occur. And I was expecting her to be, you know, okay with, the, with this interaction because she was a very outspoken person, a personality type. But after I spoke to her, out of nowhere, she just broke down in my arm and started crying. And no. I was not expecting this reaction. And she told me she was extremely stressed out, how nobody understood how it was to be in her position. And that's when it dawned on me that there were so many other executives going through the same thing, high stress. And they, they were wearing this mask as if they were okay. And I told myself that day that I was going to work towards creating a solution for these individuals because the wellness industry had not been able to take care of them. So hence my company right now, <laughs> it's, it's been a journey. It's been a journey. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So personal trainer versus wellness coach, what's the difference and, and how do you define those? So a personal trainer just focus on the aesthetics, right? Aesthetics, how you look, muscles, weights, you know, uh, cardio, etc. Now as a wellness coach, I look at you from a holistic standpoint, right? It's more of a lifestyle approach. I'm looking at your nutrition intake. I'm looking at your sleep, your stress. I'm looking at your activity level. I'm looking at very, very, various aspects of, of wellness that you tend to adhere to. So it's a little bit more detailed. It's more detailed. So I'm very customized in terms of my approach. Nice. I believe that I'm sure with the customization, you can actually better deliver better results too. Yes, indeed. 
So tell me a little bit on the marketing side, you know, I'm, I'm sure people are skeptical of like, well, what's a wellness coach and do I need one? Or maybe I'm so type A, I'm perfect. I don't need that. Like, how do you even approach that conversation to find new clients? You know, the thing is, it's like a lot of, a lot of um, executives and entrepreneurs understand the important, importance of having a money manager, a legal team and other, other folks of that nature. Right. But they don't focus on the wellness. They don't really invest in the wellness. Your body, your health is your biggest, biggest and most important investment, right? And oftentimes, a lot of folks within the business sector, they get so caught up in work that they tend to forget about themselves and they end up getting sick. And when you're sick, what happens? You can't produce, right? You are stagnant. So I look at it as you need to invest in yourself. So when I'm approaching a client, the goal is to communicate to them and, and let them understand that your health is your wealth. You have to invest in yourself, your personal well-being. So that's how I kind of um, like to approach my um, conversation. Nice. Are you finding there's a certain age when this really real like hits them hard or do you have more of the realization? Yeah, yeah. I would say um, 40 plus. Yeah. yeah <laughs> that's when everything's been slowing down. That's me because, you know, you, 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 for instance, if you look at some uh, professional athletes, right, after retirement, these guys continue eating the, the way they used to, but they're not as active, right? So even though <laughs> even though um, they're athletes, but their body starts to change, their health starts to decline, even their mindset. So it's literally about investing in your, in your health and well-being on a consistent basis. Nice. And then have you worked with professional athletes in that transition? Yes, yes I have. I've worked with pretty much every client cell from politicians to pre and post-native women to executives, to kids. I've worked with every type of body type and industry for the most part. So do you find that the transition in life is really kind of the the part that weighs on people the most, like when they have the most struggles that they would need somebody like you? Or is it just like a breaking point? Like what what do you see? Yeah, you know, the thing is, we, we all have habits, right? And we develop these habits over time. And sometimes we are so caught up in the doing that we, don't see what we're doing in terms of our negative habits, right? We have positive habits and we have negative habits. So when you're doing these specific routine on a consistent basis, of course, there's going to, it's cause and effect. Whatever you do, there's always going to be a reaction, sometimes adverse, sometimes positive. So as a wellness, as a wellness coach, I'm able to see things from the outside perspective, right? And it's so important. This is, for instance, you will hire a legal team because they understand the, the law jargon and, and the various aspects of law, right? You will work with a wellness coach because they understand the aspect of wellness. You might be busy, you know, living your lifestyle, eating microwaveable food, traveling, going crazy, drinking a whole bunch of coffee, and don't realize that whatever you're consuming is affecting you in an adverse manner. Yeah, definitely. Do you partner with medical professionals or like, or like their entire, cause I'm sure anyone you work with has other professionals. Like how do you all work together? So as a wellness concierge company, I have a lot of other professionals within my umbrella, right? Yeah. So for instance, when a client comes on board after we assess the lifestyle and we, we dive deep and we extract the negative habits and create a plan for them, the next step is to create their wellness support team that could comprise of a personal trainer, a massage therapist, or a dietitian, or whatever they need. Okay. And also, I'm constantly building a relationship with other professionals. So I don't know everything, 
I know what I know, but the goal is to have the right personnel to be able to create this customized team, you know, for the clientele. It's not about me. It's about the clientele. Yeah, that's very smart, especially because it feels like everyone that comes to you, especially may not even know what they need. And it doesn't make sense to have a one size fits all. I mean, have you ever had to do, tried to do a one size fits all offering and then you discovered it has to be personalized? Yeah. The thing about my um, journey is I've had to learn from my mistake. Like I used to be a personal trainer. I used to create the workout plan. In the beginning, the client would be gung-ho, excited. Yes, I'm going to follow this routine. After three weeks, four weeks, they start to you know deviate, right? So that method doesn't work. You need accountability. You need a support team to keep you, you know, just to keep you up to par. Yeah, absolutely. With your wellness concierge business, you serve everyone across the country, right? Yeah, um, you have you have to, but you have to fit on this category. You have to be a busy business professional, all right? It, a busy business professional, either you're overstressed, overweight, or experiencing low energy. I have to be able to um, serve you because if if you're if you're said if you're a person that lives lives a very healthy lifestyle and you have a, a team a team of professionals, you don't you don't need us. Right. You are that team that gets you to that healthy place. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So it's myself and uh, I a lot, a lot of folks that's in the umbrella to get up and get the wellness concierge umbrella. Very cool. So how do you work across the country with clients all over? So the great thing about virtual, <laughs> all right. So COVID has provided some pros and some cons. The pro I would say is the ability to tap into the virtual world. Like you and I right now, we're having this podcast interview via Zoom, right? I'm in New Jersey. You're, I'm not even sure where you, are, where you are right now, but California. we're able to, California, right? West Coast, East Coast. So yeah, so we have the ability to work virtual and also in person. So the way I'm able to develop our wellness concierge team, I vet certain um, certain wellness professionals or health professionals within a specific region. They go through a very tight <laughs> um, vetting process before they're equipped enough to connect with the client, our clientele. Very cool. So that, that, that's how we operate. Yeah. I, and and did, were you thinking of going down that route before COVID as well, or was COVID the, the big wake-up call? COVID was the big wake-up call. You know, I am a dreamer. The funny thing is before COVID, I was experimenting with virtual training and I was doing classes. I had a core class. I had a yoga class but people were not hip to virtual and it wasn't successful. But since COVID, everyone is into the virtual space. So it has made things much easier when it comes to communicating this aspect of my service. Nice, nice. Well, so how do you build trust with people? How How is it that maybe they stumbled upon you or referrals? Actually, I'd love to know, how how do you attract new new clients? So it's all about knowing where the clients the clients are number one and also speaking their language you know i'm also a c-suite advisor right and i'm also an investor so i speak the language and i you know i have a pretty solid network and i understand the lifestyle of an executive because i'm also an executive as well right but the thing is when i first started off it was hard for me to get to get to that place to build the trust because i was transitioning from personal training and I was trying to figure out how to, you know, get my company to this level. And I was not well positioned. So when I first started off, I started pitching to folks that own private jets and people that, that were doing concierge services. And they were like, who are you? 
<laughs> well, yeah. Who are you again? Yeah. And so I was in well positioned. So I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson. So the goal is to position yourself. And then once you're well positioned, then you're able to interact with various clientele and build trust. And when I meet a person, my goal is to find out how I could serve them. That's the goal, right? What do you need? How can I be of service? It's not about me. It's about the clientele. Once I, once they understand that I'm here to provide value, then they're much more open. A lot of folks, they tend to come from a, a mindset of how can I make a lot of money fast, right? Yeah. You have to be able to serve the clients. You have to put the client's interest first. You know, that's so, so important. That's missing with a lot of service providers that of which I've observed because I'm on LinkedIn and I'm always getting pitched from yeah. <laughs> left and right. <laughs> yeah. I, and I think that people can feel if it's genuine or not when you are trying to build that trust with them, when you're yes. when you're actually engaged and interested in what they have to say and what their problems are. I mean, the fact that you had somebody that just opened up to you the way she did in that story just, I mean, shows the type of relationship that you're building. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's about, how can I serve this person, right? Yep. And if I, if I don't know how to serve this person, I'm a geek. I'm always learning something new. I'm always diving into a podcast, doing some type of research and learning from other individuals. You know, if I don't, if I don't have the answer, I will pass you off to the next individual. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Interesting. So where do you see health and wellness marketing going as we move forward? Like based on what you're learning so far and everything you've learned, like where do you think we're, we're headed? You know, with the virtual aspect, this has helped people really to really scale the company. You know, when COVID first hit, the transition period was extremely tough on health and fitness professionals. But as they became savvy and started to go towards this arena of virtual, it made things much more flexible. Like right now, I pretty much work from home. You know, I don't need to go to a client, except if it's like if it's a corporate wellness event that might be different i could either go in person or set my team to go take care of that but i have a lot of flexibility right now which is a beautiful thing nice if you were to uh start your company over again today what would you do do differently oh great great question i I would position myself you know um go position myself and also hire hire a coach right i work with a plethora of coaches the reason why because coaches see blind spots Right. Mm-hmm. So when I was transitioning my company from a fitness company to what is um concierge company, I found it hard to communicate my mission statement. Right. My company name is Get Up and Get Fit. So try transitioning that to a wellness company. The name sounds like a fitness company. Yeah. So I, I have to kind of expand up, expand upon it. Get up and get fit wellness concierge. So now we hear those words as a better connotation, you know, than just get up and get fit, fitness, fitness, fitness. <laughs> Yeah. Interesting. So, I mean, I guess the the overall advice for anyone then is as you're growing your health and wellness business, uh, any type that it helps to have some sort of outside perspective to, to give you the, to identify those blind spots for you. Yes, yes, definitely. And also find out how you can help your client, right? Do your, um, your due diligence, please do your due diligence. Put yourself in those spaces, interact with these clientele, right? Find out how they speak, what they need and how they live their lifestyle. So, so important. So how did you identify? Because obviously like there, there are lots of people that could use your services. So when you're looking through and you're like, okay, I, I wasn't going after the private jets, 
but you are helping ex-athletes and CEOs. Like, how did you kind of figure out who was your ideal customer? From the previous experience with my client that broke down my arm, yeah, you know, I, I had to follow through. I had to really work towards um, trying to serve that client base. So it took me a long time, but I realized, you know, clients that are that fit that profile more like her. Busy, yeah, more like her, like busy yeah. business professionals who are constantly on the go, who are traveling from uh, one time zone to the next. You know, those yeah. folks who are I live a very high stress lifestyle. Those are my clientele. Yeah. Because a lot, a lot of folks don't know how, how to service these clientele, but I do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing that's also how you stand out from other opportunities, like other options for them, right? Yeah, definitely. Nice. I love that. What sort of, I mean, just as an uh, advice for, for anyone trying to get into serving this particular clientele, you know, marketing channels or focus, like, is this like social media heavy? Do you think it's just in person? Well, obviously virtual <laughs> contact, <laughs> like how, how do you actually connect with this type of customer? So I have, I've had pretty much every social media platform and I find that the best platform to interact with these type of clientele is LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, that makes LinkedIn, sense. LinkedIn, you know, create content on LinkedIn, create value ads, right? And just continue to provide provide value. You have to provide value as much as you can. Yeah. And once you want to build the trust factor, then you could have some type of lead magnets, an ebook, or some type of offering where you're able to capture the email and the contact and from there, put them in your database and continue to nurture them via, you know, week, weekly or biweekly newsletters. But the nurturing aspect is so, so important. And then when you have some type of offering and you've, you've already built that relationship, it's much easier because you've now built that no like, and trust factor. Yeah, definitely. What do you think is working really well for you on LinkedIn? What type of posts? Is it more like health tips, wellness tips about you, about your team? So I used to do wellness tips and articles. I've slowed down. To, I've slowed down a bit. Right now, I'm just focusing on the podcasting aspect, and I'm also I'm going backwards. I'm going back towards my network because I've I've kind of created this huge network, and I have not really interacted with the folks within my network. So now I'm setting up calls, having discovery and meetings, finding out what these individuals need and want, and even if they don't need one is uh, one of services. I have other ways and means to provide value. You know, I can either connect you to the next person, and I've been able to position myself where I'm, where I have the the means to de- uh, pretty much deliver. You know, I do like that. I think our first conversation you ended with like, "So what can I do for you?" So like, I think that's <laughs> that's such an important part of you know, it's a, it's a different side of the economy, but I think it's such an important part of us all helping each other to succeed together. Yeah, because people care how you make them feel and what you can do for them. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, and then how we can all help each other out. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) All right, well, um, any last thoughts for our audience that you'd like to leave us with? Mm, How may I serve you? (laughs) Perfect. That's a great way to end it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, awesome. So what's the best place for anyone to get to uh, check out your program? So you can reach out to me through um, LinkedIn, Thomas Johnson, or getupandgetfit.com. So it's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T.com, Get Up and Get Fit. So it's N, the letter N, not A-N-D, okay? Just yep. correction. And um, also have a free gift for you guys. Oh. Go to free.getupandgetfit.com and you receive my free gift. 
Oh, wonderful. Thanks so much, Thomas. I really appreciate this. This was super fun. You're welcome. It was, definitely. Thanks again for listening to Marketing Mondays. If you have any marketing questions at all, feel free to reach out to me directly at diacreative.com. That's D-I-A creative.com. This episode was brought to you by the Outcomes Rocket Network. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, make sure you leave us a rating and review, subscribe, and let us know what you're looking for.